0: This is the movement of the Holy Family. Welcome to our rosary, I'm Dr. Troy Hinkle. I am with probably the most unique name I have personally encountered of a rosary team. I'm with Team Foom. You heard that correctly, Foom, F-O-O-M. That stands for Fraternal Order of Marks. Okay, how many marks are here, four marks? Four marks of the church. Four marks are here, and then poor Dave and Steve and Troy and our wives that are here. We're not marks, but I'm here with a foom, so God bless you all. Let's call to mind that we're ever in the presence of Almighty God in whom we live and move and have our being. We call upon him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tonight's rosary is entitled Fidelity, Freedom, Bread. You'll figure that out as we go. Before we pray, let's offer up Sister Susan's father, Tom Piper, who's passing away. So we lift him in prayer. And we lift in prayer, uh, Olivia Keneally, who's got surgery coming up, and Damian Clay, who had surgery yesterday. We read in the sixth chapter of Matthew's gospel, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. This pivotal command comes after Jesus tells us not to worry, to consider the lilies of the field. But what exactly does Jesus mean? How can we ignore the pressing needs of our day while seeking a kingdom that will not come in full until the end of time? Perhaps C.S. Lewis, in reflecting on this question, offers this interesting answer. If you seek first things, you Sorry. If you seek first things first, you will get first things and second things thrown in. But if we seek second things first, we will miss the first things entirely and likely not even get very much of the second. In other words, we have to know the true value of things before we set about making decisions. If I seek that which is objectively worth less, I will miss out on what really matters. We are here today to spread the kingdom of God, to expand its borders into every human heart, especially our own, and safeguard our ability to do so. We wish to be free to bring hearts to God. Our enemies are not other humans, and we cannot lose our heads in political battle. Our war is spiritual but our fight for freedom will be fruitless if we do not seek first things first. To build a kingdom well, we must listen to the King. Lord, am I listening? Am I attentive to you? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: You us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses.
0: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners,
0: now at the hour of death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary,
1: Mother of God, pray for us sinners.
0: Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother
1: of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of death.
0: Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was in the beginning, is now, and
1: ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us save from us the fires
1: of, of hell.
0: lead all, all souls to heaven,
1: especially those, those who most of thy mercy. mercy.
0: You guys are good. You must have been rehearsing. That's awesome. Christianity is often criticized by the world as wish fulfillment, a daydream for a better world, the opiate for the masses, as Marx claimed. Some say we Christians are naive and therefore dangerous, sapping the effort and resources of mankind without fixing any of the world's problems. As I see it, this is the primary argument against religious liberty. All this freedom stuff gets in the way, they say, of fixing the real problems. The world looks at Christ and parroting the words of Satan in the desert says, If you are the Christ, turn these stones into bread. If you truly have the power of God, fix world hunger. Pope Benedict XVI Sixteenth in his book, Jesus of Nazareth, speaks about this very criticism. He writes, Is there anything more tragic, is there anything more opposed to belief in the existence of a good God and Redeemer of mankind than world hunger? Shouldn't it be the first test of the Redeemer before the world's gaze and on the world's behalf to give it bread and to end all hunger? Did not and does not the Redeemer of the world have to prove his credentials by feeding everyone. Isn't the problem of feeding the world, and more generally, are the social problems, the primary true yardstick by which redemption has to be measured? Does someone who fails to measure up to this standard have any right to be called a redeemer? And should we not say the same to the church? If you claim to be the church of God, then start by making sure the world has bread. The rest comes later. This critique seems devastating and summarizes the unspoken claim of our secular world. Jesus, is it bread from heaven or bread from Walmart we should seek? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: We all souls to heaven, especially those who must need the
0: divine mercy. Pope Benedict is so insightful, I wish to continue to quote him in full. He continues, It is hard to answer this challenge to first feed the world, precisely because the cry of the hungry penetrates so deeply into the ears and into the soul, as well it should. The bread motif pervades the entire gospel and has to be looked at in its full scope. There are great narratives concerning bread in Jesus' life. The first is the multiplication of the loaves for the thousands who followed the Lord when he withdrew to a lonely place. Why does Christ now do the very thing he had rejected as a temptation in the desert? The crowds had left everything in order to come hear God's word. They are people who have opened their heart to God and to one another. They are, therefore, ready to receive the bread with the proper disposition. This miracle of the loaves has three aspects then. It is preceded by a search for God, for his word, for the teaching that sets the whole life on the right path. Furthermore, God is asked to supply the bread. Finally, readiness to share with one another is an essential element in the miracle. Listening to God becomes living with God and leads from faith to love, to the discovery of the other. Jesus is not indifferent towards men's hunger, their bodily needs, but he places these things in the proper context and in the proper order. Benedict articulates the radical claim of Christianity. If we put things in right order, all else will be given, and if need be, miraculously supplied. If we listen to God, truly attempt to open our hearts to his message, whatever it may be, if we ask God and seek his assistance first and foremost, if we share and receive courageously, trust that we will have enough when it is all done, then we will see the hunger of mankind being fed. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, our daily bread, forgive us
1: our trespasses.
0: All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is
1: now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: O oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Of hell. Lead, Lead all souls to heaven, heaven especially those in most most need of thy mercy. If you seek first things first, you will get first things and second things thrown in. But if we seek second things first, we will miss first things entirely and likely not even get very much of the second. Well, where does religious freedom come in all of this? A German priest by the name of Alfred Depp once said, bread is important, freedom is more important, but most important of all is unbroken fidelity and faithful adoration. For Father Alfred, these were not mere words. He gave up bread. He gave up freedom and made the ultimate sacrifice to remain faithful. No one knows where Alfred's remains are. The Nazis murdered him and scattered his ashes over an unmarked sewage field near Berlin. Bread is important. Freedom is more important. But most important of all is unbroken fidelity and faithful adoration. We may or may not be called to share Father Delp's martyrdom, but we are all called to follow his heroism. We must, and I am speaking foremost to myself, go about our lives as Christians willing to live for Christ alone, not for bread alone. Man does not live on bread alone, but on the very word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Our blood is meant to refresh the world whether it flows through our love or onto the ground, Christ is the priority. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day, our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
0: and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother
1: of God, pray for us sinners now at the
0: hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary,
1: Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death.
0: Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in
1: the beginning, it's now, and it ever shall be.
0: Oh my Jesus, forgive us
1: our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially
0: those most need in need of thy mercy. Finally, Pope Benedict shares this, if man's heart is not good, then nothing else can turn out good either. And the goodness of the human heart can ultimately come only from the one who is goodness, who is the good itself. It's a deep mystery as to why God created the world the way he did and didn't leave more evidence for himself, at least the evidence more obvious. We live in this world where God is not always so tangible, but who allows himself to be found only when the heart sets out on the exodus from Egypt. It is in this world, the Pope goes on to say, that we are obliged to resist the delusions of false philosophies and to recognize that we do not live by bread alone, but first and foremost, by obedience to God's word. Only when this obedience is put into practice does the attitude develop, that it is also capable of providing bread for all. Bread is important, freedom is more important, but the most important of all is unbroken fidelity and faithful adoration. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are those who are promising bread in exchange for freedom. And those people hunger for power most of all. Do not trust those people. Do not comply. Be be apostles of friendship. Good conversation the rosary. Share this with others and with other (laughs) fooms. And I want to thank Nicholas for this rosary.